Hi everyone, you're now listening to episode 63 of the Tilt and To The Podcast, hosted by me, Tabriz. And me, Faisal. Welcome back, everyone, to an energy-filled episode. We've been gone, it's been two weeks. Two weeks. Two it weeks. Anyone quick. anyone would think the way I'm going to go on about it, it had been a year. But it is good to be back, and what an episode to do, because we're on a massive high. We are, we are. How could you not be? I think every exactly. Bruno is out there right now is riding this wave. Huge, huge It's a tsunami. Wave. It is, it is. Only two games in, and yet I can hear that promotion bus, baby. Yeah, it's chugging along. Well, we might have to get some new quotes, mate. We might have to get some new quotes mm. for the old bus at the end of the season, but it is looking good. Who, who would have thought it? Who would have thunk it? Not me. Exactly, and we are going to get into it, all the juice, a little bit later on in the show, so stick around. Let's get the shameless plugs out of the way, and we can get into what we've been up to the last two weeks. So, make sure you check us out on Instagram, at the Tilton 2. Yep, Twitter, Facebook, at the Tilton 2. As always, check out the YouTube channel, the Tilton 2. Like, comment, share, subscribe. We're coming back with a bang. We are. Very, New videos coming very, very, very soon. soon. Very, very soon. And you'll be the first to know about it. So make sure you follow us on all our socials. Make sure you check in every week. Listen to the poddy. And yeah, let's get going, mate. Let's get going. Right, two weeks off. If you don't follow us, you won't know what we've been up to. Yep. But we've had a right one, haven't we? It's been a whirlwind. It a really whirlwind has. Two weeks. It really... I feel like I'm still catching up. It really up. has, mate. Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know, we went to Las Vegas. Las Vegas, Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. And yeah, I'm not being dramatic. It's taken me till I'm still probably, to be fair, recouping from yeah. it. The reason why we didn't do an episode last week was because we were both, how would you say it, Faith? We were feeling we were the effects. Massively. We I mean, you effects. were. I was a write off. I was thinking I was going to have to read your last rights mm. at some point. Mm. It was not good. And even me, I've been feeling it hard. But what a time we had. Yeah, yeah. What an unbelievable I mean, it's, time. Uh, it's what everyone expects. The debauchery. Oh, yeah, it was, was there. <laughs> the debauchery was there. Uh, oh, mate. We nearly, a great time. I mean, it started from the plane getting over there. We nearly yeah. got kicked off the plane. Yeah. In typical tilt and two fashion. In two fashion, at the back of the the back of the plane, what, screaming in the, in the galley, screaming "Keep right on!" That was probably one of, of my course. my highlights. Well, the plane was too tame. We had to liven it up. In we some had to way. lighten it up. I think we did it just the two. Well, the three of us. Here I was thinking, plane to Las Vegas, direct plane. Everyone, it's going to be like a little party in yeah. there. Cut to families. I know little children. families galore. Literally sleeping and napping, so oh no, it makes it feel so bad because we took it upon ourselves to liven it up. We bought a bottle of vodka and a bottle of rum at duty free, and all the other lads were bricking it, thinking, No, they've sealed the bag, you can't open it on the plane, you can't open the plane. Lads, hand me the bottle, yeah, hand me the bottle, and enjoy. all you hear is a crack, all you hear is the bag popping open and the crack of the seal, and we were good to go. We finished off the bottle of vodka, big bottle of vodka, just three of us, and oof, 
Yeah, 10 hours has never felt so quick. I watched the Rooney documentary and the plane was spinning. I know. The plane was literally spinning and then I conked out for about three hours, I think it was after that. Yeah. It took out about five hours of drinking and sleeping, so (laughs) but I did wake up in Vegas feeling fresh to be fair, which I I can't believe. Can't believe considering and we drunk the vodka neat. Yeah, straight. straight Between three of us. And it was a what, a litre bottle of vodka, was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was big. Not the finest moment, but also the finest moment. We just started off right, mate. We started off right. Yeah. Started off right. Second day went to it didn't calm down from there. Second day. We went to our first pool party and we got, well, towards the end, got kicked out of that. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying see, to cancel ourselves. You, yeah, are you, are you seeing a common theme here? It was just absolute mental. We brought England to Vegas. Mate, we brought Birmingham, we brought Birmingham to, Vegas, to Vegas. We put mate. Birmingham on the map. We put Birmingham, we put Birmingham City on the map. We did everyone proud, we assure you. And if you, again, you got to check us out on socials. We were, we put some stories up. Yeah, it was yeah, a trip of a lifetime, wasn't it? It won't be For the sure. last time, I'm sure. sure. But yeah, what what a trip. One to remember. So in short, that's what we've been missing. We apologise. We are back. Season started. And man, what a great way we started. Did yeah. you ever expect this? To be fair, I did. Let's not get too carried away. Yeah, but see for what it is. But, you know, Scott Yogan said it himself. Four points from two playoff contenders. Exactly. Two playoff teams, sorry. Exactly. Last season. You know, you have to take that. Man, not a bit in your hand off You don't know know where they're going to end up. But if you just go from last season, two quality teams. Top, top teams. You can't can't argue with that. And I would have taken... Yeah, looking at the fixtures, if you were to tell me first two games, an away game and a home game, we would have got four points. I would have laughed. Yeah. Looking up... What a what a roller coaster the summer so far has been. Ownership, squad overhaul, new management, you know, all of this stuff all into one. The squad being so thin, to be fair, and so young now. You know, we've got a lot mm. we've got a lot of mature players, but you know, obviously a lot of youth in there now. You think, ah, oh, is this squad gonna be ready? But man, we're gonna get into it in a bit. Exactly. Particularly we'll the Huddersfield exactly. game. Exactly. A lot of positives that we'll get into. Oh, man, I'm going to just... It's just, yeah. It was just fantastic to watch. We had a great time, didn't we, at the game yeah. on on, uh, on Friday. So, yeah, we'll get into that. But before we get into the games, let's do a bit of a recap on some Blues news. So, mm. Since we missed last week's episode, we've got a fair bit to talk about, really. And I want to get your opinions, phase. I want to voice my opinions. Mm. Uh, so let's get straight into it. I guess, I mean, we could start anywhere. Let's start, first of all, with potentially some, well, yeah, some fan favourites maybe being out of the, you know, going off the wage bill and out the door. Yeah. So we've been hearing, and I can see it happening, and I think it's particularly if uh, if Lopez and Richardson, the deal goes through fully. Apparently the plan is to look to offload Harley Dean, Lukas Djikovic, yeah. George Friend, uh, and Neil Etheridge. Ages, look at Harley Dean. Harley Dean's 31. Juki's 33. George Friend's 34. Yeah. Etheridge, 32. I saw a stat. Harley Dean is on 31k a week. Mm. And this is a player, again, out on loan last season. Yeah. It, 
had the preseason. I thought he'd be in the in the in the picture, I guess, mm-hmm. this season, but definitely been frozen. Well, not frozen now, that sounds wrong. But you know, definitely isn't in the picture. We haven't seen him yeah, named I mean, again, in two match we'll, we'll day squads. Juki again at thirty three. I love Djukovic. I still think he's got a role to play, but on a business side, yeah, I can see why they would potentially. If you're going to get rid of him now, it's probably the time you get some money for him. Fair enough. George Friend, 34, I think is a great personality to have around the mm. club. But again, I can imagine if Harley Dean's on 31k, I can imagine he's on a good chunk. And at 34, again, you know, his game time is going to be limited. And Etheridge, Etheridge we've seen and we spoke about earlier on. Yeah. In the uh, in the transfer window or over the summer, you know his contract clause saying yeah. if he gets any more appearances, I think he's eligible for uh, a bump in his salary, which clearly Blues cannot. You know we need to, we do we need some salary freed up so we yeah. can sign some new players. Uh, and we've always said it, haven't we, Faze, on this podcast? Efridge for me, good shot stopper, but in yeah, the air, lacks, lacks a fair bit. Of what we expect. Yeah. And the amazing thing is we're going to talk about it shortly. We've got a new keeper in mm. the, in in John Ruddy. And to be honest, from what I've seen, forget the preseason game he played, but in the, the start of the season, the actual league games, very, very impressed. Yep. Again, we will get onto that in a bit. But just looking at those four players, phase, what do you think? Do you think that's good yeah. business? Do you want to see them go? Yeah, I mean, overall, I think it's good business. I mean, particularly, you look at Harley Dean, you look at Neil Everidge, absolutely agree with those two moves. I definitely did think Harley Dean gets a look in this season, but as we'll get into with the start of the season, you know, we've got three strong centre-backs now in what I think. So I don't think Dean gets a look in unless, you know, we have to dig into the depth. Um, Neil Everidge, like you mentioned, has to get a move, really. It doesn't look like he's got any chance of getting in the team. Obviously, we saw Blues pretty much start the transfer window. We're pretty adamant on getting a new keeper. Now with John Ruddy, don't see the need for Everidge. Um, it's more George Friend and uh, Dukey. Obviously, Dukey's a fan favourite. We all know that. Cult legend. George Friend, I've really liked as well at Blues, to be fair. Yep. Obviously, he's had his injuries and stuff. Hasn't been the most consistent on the pitch in terms of actually play time. But when he has been on the pitch, you know, I've thought he's done a shit. He does a job. So, I think he's a good character exactly, as well. Exactly, yeah. like around the dressing room, experience, young lads coming up. I think with those two, again, I'm not mad at it. I don't know how much they're on a week, but they are going to be on a fair bit. And if that frees up space for younger lads and... People that we could potentially sign, then I think look, it has to be done. Look at Harley Dean's 31k a week, exactly. that could probably potentially exactly. get you two decent players. Exactly. I mean, it's 15k not, a week. Put it this way I'm, I'm, I was gutted about Bella Pedersen. These four, you know, I feel like it's more of a sensible business move for the club, especially going forward. I mean, what you're going to pay these salaries just to keep them an extra year, maybe. Without much output. Yeah, and if you look at a business standpoint, I think now, as they get older, and the contract's another year another year gone, yeah, you, you, their, their value in the market dips as well. Yeah. So, and like I we're going to get rid, we need to get rid now. Love, so. love Juki, but even love last season, Juki. you know, you could just, I don't know, it's hard to judge from one season, but 
you know, last season he was off the ball a bit, and obviously, and his game time was limited exactly, as well. Exactly. You know. So, yeah, I think overall, it's a smart business move. I think my only concerns with it is the depth of the squad. Yeah, yeah. If you course. look at it, George Friend, Harley Dean, that's two Defense, experienced yeah. centre backs that you lose. You look at Lukas Djukovic, you take him out. Arguably, when Hogan and Dini, if one of them's coming off, Djukovic is the first name to go on. Yeah, and, and it top. is pretty likely that throughout the course of the season, one of Hogan or Dini is going to have one 100%. We I mean, saw Dini last exactly. year, you know, and he's exactly. and Hogan's not a fairly injury-prone as well. Yeah, and then um, even Etheridge. Yeah. I know. Who's the number Four. two to yeah, exactly. to Ruddy? You know, it's it's G Kong, and we you know, you know, we we, we speak highly of G Kong, but is he ready? Mm. I have to say, I don't think so. No, no. He's still, uh, you know, for me, no brainer. He has to go out on loan. G Kong yeah, does, yeah. or for the better of his career, maybe he does get a permanent move somewhere else. Yeah. But the, that's my concern with those players leaving yeah. because. Yeah, up top, if Juki leaves, really, yeah, our senior strikers are, you know, we're bare skin. bones again. Yeah. Defenders again, you lose Friend and you lose Harley Dean. You're looking at, you know, the youngsters again. Nico yeah. Gordon established himself last season, yeah. I think. That's, he can definitely do a job. I know he's, I think he's injured at the minute. But okay, Nico can step in. Then what we look at, Tate Campbell. Yeah. Good on the ball, I think. But again, Give him some fair juice. Yeah, we cannot, as well. yeah, and you can't put so much pressure on you know these young lads as well. So yeah, yeah, that's that's my only concern. Yeah, it's definitely a question mark. But I think, yeah, I mean, you just look at Harley Dean's salary. Yeah, that that's gets you two decent see, players really. exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly, that's literally all we need to see. And Etheridge is definitely on wedge paying as well. above the mark. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing we said it, didn't we? Who was giving out these contracts? Yeah, because exactly. even when. Harley Dean first signed for us from Brentford. Would I have ever said, yeah, he's worth 31k? I'm, I'm honestly no. surprised there's, you know, more than a few players that are on money like that at Blues. You know, to hear Harley Dean's on 31k, I mean, that is shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is, this just highlights the the problems at the club before, you know, the likes of Craig Garner in position. Yeah, yeah the bad, bad, bad footballing decisions. But we move on. At the minute, we haven't seen any concrete links. Again, Holly Dean's always linked back yeah. to Sheffield Wednesday where it was yeah. last season. And a few people, one one of the, uh, you know, a listener, and a dear friend of ours, has uh, been messaging us, hasn't he? Doing some detective work. Yeah, some intel. Somehow, somehow. I, had, I even asked him myself, I was like, how have you found this? But apparently, Harley Dean's house is up for sale. I oh, know. So. Crazy. Don't ask me how you'd find Harley Dean's um, address or know his house. Oh, funny enough, I've actually seen it on Twitter since. Really? Okay, yeah. there you go then. Yeah. So, fair play. Um, but yeah, so we'll keep you posted as soon as we hear more. Mm-hmm. Right, let's talk about a player that we have interest in. Now, this is really the only, I guess, one that's kind of got the most... Um, Traction, yeah, I guess so. I mean, we've been linked with is it is his name Hannibal from United, yeah, young lad, but very exciting, yeah. 
But again, not too much concrete. All I've heard is, you know, interest, interest. But this one, with the links to the gaffer, I think could come good. We'll see again. But it is Jason Knight from Derby yeah. County. So what do we know about Jason? He's in his final year of his contract. He's got 15 caps for the, the Republic of Ireland. He got them as well, being coached by Eustace in his role at the Republic of Ireland. Mm-hmm. And apparently Eustace is a big fan of him. As, to be fair, is the Derby manager even now. Liam Rosini has come out and said he's like a manager's dream, apparently. Yeah. I think he's 21. Young, yeah, young lad. He is 21, yeah. He's centre midfield. He played 38 times last season. So a real key player in their side. And first game of the season, he played the full 90 minutes against Oxford. And he played in a position he's not aware of. And in the system we play, lights start going off when you hear, yeah, he played right back. Yeah. So he's traditionally a centre midfielder. But I didn't watch the game. Apparently put in a shift at right back and played the full 90 minutes in that position. So, he's a versatile player. Mm. This could be a good one. Again, everything we're hearing from or around him is to say his attitude's spot on. Like I said, he's a versatile player, gets his head down, does the job at hand. Again, a young lad. If we can get him on a permanent, I think oh, it's yeah. great business. If we can get him on a and he's in his final year of his exactly. contract. And, you know, compared to Derby, I'd like to think we've got that pull. Well, we do, well. considering we're championship and they're league exactly. one now. And then you mentioned, obviously, John Eustace. Huge pull, that is. Again, just adds to the pull. So, I'm hoping, well, I'm quietly confident that that could be a realistic move. Um, yeah. It's just, again, it's like, you know, I saw it and then, I mean, it's hard to say, really. You know, you don't see much else about it. I've mm. just seen the links. But then, obviously, it's been a little while now and we haven't heard anything yeah. or any progression on it. But then again, Blues do like to just randomly announce players. So Exactly. We'll get some weird marketing exactly. video that comes out and uh, exactly. it will be the man. But, but yeah, I think if we're genuinely interested in him, there are signs to point towards that being a realistic signing. So. Yeah, and, and and a club that could potentially be a, a good suitor for him, obviously exactly. with his links to the gaffer. Exactly. And let's be real, in our midfield... Yeah, I can see positions opening up and with how demanding the championship is, like I was saying about the squad depth, it is vital that we do have that. 21 years old and when you hear versatility, playing right back, playing centre mid, that's all you need to hear. That's amazing to have off the bench or, you know, just in the squad. So for me, that would be a massive, I think that'd be a massive signing for us and a push in the right direction. So again, stay tuned. Let's see what happens with this one. All right, let's talk about, again, we didn't have last week's episode, so let's talk about some incomings. Blues fans now will be well up to date with this. I but know, exactly. I it feels get, weird even. It does, doesn't it? Because we've seen one. Him. Yeah. But all right, let's talk about him first. John Ruddy. Oh, yeah. In at uh, the number one spot now. Yeah. What yeah, do you I mean, think? It's, it's weird going back to what would have been, obviously, just, just seeing him come into the team. Initially, obviously excited, knew we wanted a keeper, felt like he had the experience and stuff where he would be good. I mean, now talking from what we've seen start of the season, the first two games, 
very pleased with it. Very pleased with it. I feel like he's solid in goal. I feel like he commands quite a lot of respect. I feel like the defence can rely on him. Mm. I feel like, you know, we've seen it a couple questionable kicks, but I feel like overall his distribution is better than, than what we've seen in yeah. average. And a big point is his composure from set pieces massive, yeah. is a massive increase to what we saw in average as well. So overall, I think he's just showing the experience. And even though it's early, I'm happy with the signing. Very happy with it. Yeah, 35 years old, come yeah. from Wolves. I've always been a huge fan from even when he was playing at Norwich. I think it was the first time I really started to notice him. And I've always been a huge fan. He was at Norwich, he was their number one, went yeah. to Wolves, went down into like their number two spot. But for me, getting him on a free, he's also signed, I think it's a year, two year deal. I just think it's a great bit of recruitment. Yeah. I was a bit iffy when we saw him in the pre-season friendly at home. Yeah. Because he did have two shockers really. Um, Should have done better. So I was thinking, oh, but he completely put that Same behind him. Sarkic. Very I true. Mean, I remember that Northampton game where we were thinking, bloody hell. But pre-season, it does it mean nothing. It means nothing. It means nothing. I'd rather him get out of his system there than in the league. Exactly. But against Luton, you saw, again, some great stops. The main thing from the Luton game was just his enthusiasm. Exactly. I think yeah, you I could see say, every time he made a save, it was just... Yeah, you could see it meant, it meant a world just wanted, Well, yeah. that's it. At the end of the whistle, I think he was the one celebrating the most yeah, yeah, of the nil-nil nil draw. It was. We weren't at the looting game, so it was really interesting seeing him at the Huddersfield game. Again, we'll get into that. We'll save all of that when we get to the game. But again, to actually, you know, us in the Tilton for the first half sitting behind him, again, you know, you're up close, you're personal with him. You can see how much he's demanding out of the centre-backs yeah, in front of him. Chatting. And... Telling players where to pass. And you're not you're not worried about crosses nah. with him. You know, nah. he comes, he commands the ball, yeah. he's jumping, he collects the ball. Not once did I see him fumble one. And it's just good to see. It's like all the weaknesses that we saw in Effridge. It's kind of like a bit of a sigh of relief because you can see Ruddy's definitely a pair of safe hands. His kicking's decent. So for me, all in all, I think it's a great, great, signing he's yeah. going to have a massive season because as long as he's fit I can 100% see him playing every single game oh yeah yeah. so yeah a big one for me and I think great bit of business 100% next one ne next one next one <laughs> next one Christian Bielik and I have to say big yeah. for me that is big. I saw some Blues fans, I can't remember, I think it was on YouTube, I, I can't remember who it was, but they were saying it as if it was risky. Where's the risk? Where's the risk in this transfer? Just, people are going on about, how, obviously, how injury prone he is. We've got him on We've got him on a season-long loan. Yeah. He does have an injury history. We know that. We've seen that firsthand when he was on loan with us the first time, right? But, again, he's a loanee. Yeah. He gets injured, he's going to go back to his parent club, and that'll probably be the loan gone. Or okay, we took a punt. We haven't forked out a transfer fee or anything like that. For me, this is one that could pay off. And if yeah. it goes sour and he gets injured, oh well, n nothing really won, nothing gained, nothing really lost. Mm. So huge. 
again, we know how good he is. We saw him in a blue shirt a couple of yep. seasons ago, and he definitely impressed. When we were talking about Jason Knight being versatile, exactly. Christian Bielik is bloody versatile. Huge lad. Yeah. Started off in defence, and we've seen him slowly, slowly progress into midfield. Yeah. Again, that, he's a player who will provide us some depth. If we need him to play in at centre-back because we've lost Dean, we've lost exactly, Friend, yeah. and, I don't know, Trusty, Sanderson, Robbo, they're injured. He's someone who can definitely fill into that role, and then we can have, you know the depth that we have in midfield to fill in the slot if he was playing midfield. For me, it just makes perfect sense. Mm. I mean, the geezer haunted us with the bicycle kick, didn't yeah, he? To bring it back to two. Crazy. Was it 2-2? Two, 2-2, two? Two, two, yeah. In the last kick of the game. Exactly. But to have him, I cannot see it being a negative. It's nothing but a positive. Mm. And again, I have to say, a great bit of business. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. I mean, for me, it's mainly that versatility as well that just we need in the squad you know being able to play him centre back centre defensive mid or whatever two positions really where we do need depth you know particularly centre back but yeah centre defensive mid obviously we've seen Woods start the games so far but having someone like Bielik off the bench or as a starter so physical as well such a physical player and doesn't I don't think if you haven't seen him, I think when he's on it, you're going to be pleasantly pleasantly surprised mm. because he is fantastic with his feet. Yeah. For a big lad as well, he's genuinely really good. He can play ball. He can play. He can ball. He can ball out. And he can pick a pass. Mm. But I genuinely, if this lad didn't have the injury woes that he's had, yeah, yeah, I exactly. 100% think he would be in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. So I think we've got a sign on our hands. I cannot wait to see him. I know, him. I can't wait we've, to we've already, see, yeah. see his first game. Exactly. I mean, we've been waiting to see him. And I think we're going to be waiting a few more weeks by the sounds of it. I think Eustace came out and said, you know, like yeah. he's almost going to have a little bit of a pre-season. So I think he's a couple of weeks away. But it's going to be great to have him in the picture and just being able to select him. Um, so, yeah, it's, on top of the results we've had at the start of the season, the two signings we've made in the last couple of weeks two big positives and then look even better because of how good Blues have looked. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think, personally, with all the ownership stuff that's going on, I think we're going to see that get sealed up yeah. fairly soon yeah. and I think then we'll see an influx of players coming in and I think we'll so. see I mean, time is the outgoing. It is. is We've got to the end of the month still, but it is, yeah. yeah. But this is, how, the, this is how football works though, isn't it? Yeah, it always is. I just want completely finalised. And on that beautiful, juicy segue, mm-hmm. let's talk mm-hmm. about the ownership. The latest we have on this is that, I quote, they've provided funds yeah. for the deal. Yeah. So they've proven that they have the money. The money has been provided to the powers that be, whoever they are, whether I that know, be the exactly. lawyers or or the actual club. But it is moving in the right way. Yeah. And what I like to see is it's been a lot more hush-hush than the bloody Bassini deal, which yeah, makes me feel order. like, yes, this is probably the right move. Yeah, and it is yeah. going where it should be. I mean, interestingly, yeah. we saw Maxi Lopez and Paul Richardson both at the Huddersfield game yeah, yeah. on Friday. And we've already seen Hera. Yeah, exactly. Boards being put up around St yeah. Andrews, yeah. and for anyone who doesn't know, Paul Richardson is the is the owner of Hera Hera yeah. London, a, a clothing brand. So, 
all fingers yeah, all points points, points to, to points you know to that, that deal being just imminent now i mean i i so. to be honest what's just kept my head on it is you know you see the paul richardson interview on talk sport very very confident that it's gone through yeah. and everything's done yeah you know even even he said himself even though there's still little rings to jump through he even said himself you know yeah we are the new owners so yeah it will be done you know yeah. that, that confidence you wouldn't be like that unless it's it's the real deal I don't well think. you say that but I look know, at Lawrence yeah, Bassini but, look, yeah, but, the, but also look at Lawrence Bassini yeah. if you've got any reputation to you obviously yeah yeah you, you would yeah. Like that. yeah but yeah again that's looking positive very, I mean, very. to be fair, looking at this podcast now, mate, we haven't stopped being positive. So know, this is very strange. Wow. I know that two weeks, how things can change in two weeks. I know, weeks. exactly. Exactly. I think it's Vegas, baby. <laughs> Vegas, <laughs> baby. This is a good look, Charles. Exactly. Okay. Other news. We've got two lads training with us. Cyrus Christie, again, probably known more recently from his time at Derby County, defender, and a returning Ex-Blues player, Jordan Mutch. Oh. I swear, a couple of weeks, one of the guests, the Tilton 2 of the Blue, was mentioning Jordan know, Mutch, didn't they? Yeah, and literally, yeah. look at it. He's now training with Crazy. us. I don't think... I don't think Eustace is looking at them to sign. Yeah. His mates have both, and he's played with both. Uh, and it looks like he's just given them an opportunity to train and get fit so they can find a new club. But, just something to note, if they were to impress, who knows? But... We have got two lads, one of them we know very well, Jordan Munch, who are training with us. So watch your space. Let's see what happens there. I think, Faze, that pretty much wraps us up for Blues blues News. Exactly. Now onto the juice, the the moose on the bones, Mm. if you will. Let's let's quickly recap, Luton. Not even recap, just say... First game of the season, mm. away to Luton. We tried to get tickets, didn't yeah. even stand yeah. a chance. Yeah. All you Not platinum, all you platinum buggers. A sunny day. Got what it. Thirtieth of July. I know. Great away Great day. Great away day. Support exactly. as always. Amazing. Wish we were there. Yeah. And before that game, yeah, you, you're thinking, yeah, it's going to be a tough game away oh, from yeah, home. Yeah, They've yeah. got a massive points to prove I against us because of how much we banged them last year. But we got a clean sheet. Very yeah. important for Blues. Yeah. Very important for Ruddy. Very important for the defence and the team. And a good performance. Yeah, yeah. It was solid overall. We definitely had moments where I thought, oh, just from the highlights, you know, mm. close call and stuff. But very pleased with the result. You know? Yeah, yeah. First game of the season, away from uh, home. Exactly. Can't ask for more than a point. Get them nerves out. Let's yeah. see this, you know, I guess as much as Eustace can put stamp on the team, let's see how that looks and just, you know, get that first game out of the way. I can yeah. imagine everyone was bricking themselves. So for me, huge positive, yeah. huge points. Some positive moments in the game as well. To definitely, be fair. definitely. You know, a couple of shots, a couple of chances. Had to make a few saves, a looting keeper did. So Yeah, it's just that cutting edge that we missed, exactly, which yeah. we always see. But a solid foundation to move on to the next game, which is the game, our first game we attended of the yep. season, Huddersfield at home. Again, a beautiful day for football. A great day. A great day. Sun in the eyes. Yeah, I know. Blinding it was. I forgot how blinding it is at 7.45. Yeah, but coming into it, 
nil-nil draw, you're feeling a little bit more positive, but I'd be lying if I said I thought we were going to win the game. Oh, yeah. I didn't see a scoring, to be honest. But this is the thing. That's the thing we missed at Luton. And yet, in this game, it was different, wasn't it? I mean, it got off to a hot start straight away. Hot, hot start. Before we do that phase, let's do... What, the lineup? The lineup. Let me... Let me just... I'm just pull it up, mate. Same lineup, both games. It was, it? it was, it was exactly the same. So, let's look at it now. John Ruddy in goal. Back three of Sanderson, Roberts, Trusty. Uh, wing backs, we saw uh, Colin and Placetta. In the middle, we saw Jordan James, Bakuna, Ryan Wood sitting deep. Uh, and then up top, we had Troy Deeney and Scott Hogan. Yeah, yeah. So, again, yeah. Exactly that, isn't it? Good 11. I think that's probably the strongest one we yeah. could put out. Yeah. I was excited to see Ruddy. I was yeah. excited, so excited to see Trusty, uh, Trusty coming yeah. in. Placetta as well. Definitely. And yeah, I mean, I don't even have to start this without just saying we were brilliant. Yeah, I mean, literally, you have to because three minutes in, was it we three minutes in? Was it? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a chance, a very close chance, really. Good shot. Um, good save. Minute later, what was it? Fourth minute. Scott is, yeah. Nice little play, Colin. Nice little pass down the right-hand side to Bakuna. Mm-hmm. Bakuna, two little step-overs. Didn't really even have space. We just whipped a ball Ooh, around. One water ball right into water the six-yard box. Ball. And then, obviously, you know what Hogan does best, which is just poach goals. So, But what a finish that was. He ran in, and it? Stoops low. Diving little header yeah. across the ground. Straight in. And you're thinking... Goal. Great goal. What is going on? Yeah. We were just like, bloody hell. Because we looked so good in that yeah, five yeah. Like, like we said, you know, straight away. Third minute, you're having a shot. Already, you're like, you know, the crowd's going off, and yeah. then the atmosphere was get the goal. The atmosphere was electric, yeah. it really was. Obviously, the lower stand's still yeah. out of bounds, but man, we were just in voice, weren't we? Like, yeah. the, it was just there was just such a buzz around the ground, you could feel it. And we just went from strength to strength. Yeah. We, I think we literally the main went from thing strength to strength to talk about because it kind of just, particularly the first half, I think it's the whole reason or, or the sole thing to sort of attribute to our performance was we were speaking about it early on is how different our shape looked oh absolutely yeah we looked so organized yeah yeah the defense last season i mean we were still playing five at the back wing backs but we weren't getting caught out in those wing back positions trusty and sanderson are two athletes like and it makes the world of difference you're talking about two young lads who are fast as anything, are physical, and can actually play football. Yeah, yeah. We said it, didn't we? There was a one point where Sanderson's got his, like, he's facing the keeper, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, they're both, him and the striker are chasing and the ball. Yeah, and Sanderson just, honestly, faints his body one way. The, yeah, it's the completely sells. The obvious play is that he's going to pass it back to the keeper. Yeah. So he just faints the pass. And, and then, then dribbles, dribbles the other yeah. way and completely sells the keeper. And you just think, little moves like this that. This is quality. Yeah. Yeah. This is quality football now. And yeah, like you said, FaZe, our structure of the team was like impenetrable. It's different as regardless. Well. And what I love to see, again, I can't. When you look at Boya's team, we didn't see this. Whereas. It, it was just so obvious, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Was it when we were on the 
I think it was when we were on the tack. Yeah. You could it see the defence. Like it went two. to a f- yeah. We went four at the back, yeah. and Plachetta was allowed then to, to drive left forward, left exactly, and take on players and do what he and does it was, best. It was pretty much instant as well. Like and you could just see as, it, yeah. As soon as they had the ball, it went back to that sort of five-looking. Yeah, exactly, exactly. As soon as we had the ball, Trusty's pushed out more to the left. Yeah. Robbo, Sanderson, right exactly, exactly. Sanderson and Roberts take and you the could, centre. you could see Ruddy barking orders, keeping yeah. them all in check as well. The the three centre backs, Sanderson, Trusty, Robbo, were all in sync. Yeah. All Colin was brilliant yeah. as well. You know, out of the wing backs, it should be. I think you know it, it's spot on. You know, Plachette is not a wing exactly, back. Yeah. He needs to be bombing forward, right but he is a right back. yeah, he's played that position, brand new position. I got to say, Plachette really impressed and yeah. went on to get the second goal. Exactly. I'm I mean, really quick though. Go on. Uh, just as a difference between Boya and what we're seeing, obviously Eustace, still early, yeah. but very early, yeah. It's just you know similar formation on paper or from the start of the game, but it just seems like the players have been drilled better or, or been told more that they've got a bit more flexibility. Like Plachetta moving more into the attacking role and Trusty pushing over, they've all just been drilled more of what's expected of him and what positions to take up. Whereas with Boya, it seemed like, you know, Bella, Colin... It was more just fixed sort of areas on the pitch yeah. where they're allowed to explore or where they're expected to go. I mean, we'll get into obviously Scotty Hogan's yeah, yeah, yeah. Game, but yeah, it was very obvious for me and you anyway. But as we, we spotted straight out, away, it, it is, it it is. Very obvious. and I'm sure every blue knows as well. Saw it. Um, yeah, it's the different in shape was very apparent and yeah. a key to winning that game at least. Whether Mate, that translates absolutely. to games. Whatever, but I know if we see it in another game, yeah, yeah. in that but particular game, it worked a treat. I mean, it was just, I think you hit the nail on the head there with like, you know, Bowie. It was more so, you know, almost like you're just playing in as you're watching your zones, zone. Almost. Whereas with what we saw against Huddersfield, the team looked so much more fluid, yeah. so much more dynamic, to expect of each so other. much more communication. Push okay, trust is now pushing up. Yeah, yeah, I can open up now, yeah. and it's just it is that, and that is. Yeah, it is so obvious. Again, don't get carried away. And I'm trying not to. I'm trying to keep my feet on the floor and this not just be a one-off. But from what I saw, that first half particular, we were just we were just quality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as soon as they, you know, they could pass the ball around the back a little bit, right? But Hogan's chasing everything. Deeney put in a real yeah, fucking... Yeah, yeah, he put in a little nearly swore. Nearly, yeah, exactly, winning everything. Really good. I'm really glad Deeney got that underneath his belt. I'm sure he'd come off thinking, yeah, putting a shift there. Um, But yeah, as soon as they started to mount a bit of attack, we literally suffocated them. Yeah, Our yeah. positioning was so good, even, we could um, do that. Even no one was out did, of position. There wasn't really, especially in the first half, they didn't really have a clear-cut chance. No. Even when they did, there was a couple of like, passes down the channels and stuff that got between, you know, Roberts and Trusty. Yeah. But even then... They were dealt with before there was any real threat. Yeah, Trusty and that it comes. So yeah, it comes down to the athleticism exactly. of those two lads, Sanderson and Trusted. Yeah, genuinely, especially the second, uh, first half. It was as close to a flawless performance defensively we've seen in a while. I'd go as far as say that. Yeah, you know, and there wasn't any defensive mistakes. I'd argue. 
And another big point is we dominated the midfield. Yeah. We yeah. dominated yeah. the midfield. I mean, we'll get into some starlets soon. But yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. We'll Just save that the then. Goal first. All right. Yeah, going at half time, we're buzzing. We're two 0 yeah. up. Second half starts, and as is always in football, it is whatever whatever kind of level you watch football at. It always goes the same way, doesn't it? The other team will have a spell in the game where they kind of come back and mount a bit of a threat. And I think we saw that the first 20, 25 minutes yeah, for Huddersfield. And and yeah, they got a goal from it. And but even then, even then, you know, before that actual goal happened, there wasn't any clear, clear cut chances where I thought, oh, mm, like, you know, yeah, well, they were really mounting. Like, yeah, they were just a lot better on the yeah, ball, to be honest. They were moving the ball better and they were having more time on the ball, yeah. for sure. And their goal, you have to say, for them, if you're a Huddersfield fan or a neutral, good goal. Yeah, ball yeah. thread through the defence. I mean, they're a good Their too. striker, Danny Ward, come on to it. And hit it across goal, yeah. and it's gone right in the corner. Ruddy can't do much more about it. For me, it was a little bit of a reality check coming off the huge high, thinking I we're know, the best team in the world now. And our defence is unbelievable. Season, yeah, where you're thinking we can't hold a lead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it also just does it remind you, like, yeah, don't get too cocky or don't think it's the finished product because that lapse enabled them to get in and that's all these you know championships are top top level you're coming up against real players here yeah, they'll yeah. make you pay at any given moment so yeah it was just yeah and then it was nervy wasn't it it was it nervy was, it was. but to be fair blues did hold out yeah and, we and did last, see it out and we were good we were last, good I'd for the say, win you know 75 minutes onwards maybe even 70 minutes onwards we kind of gained that control back. Yeah. You know, Bakuna, I mean, you talk about his chance. Oh, Even mate, on a relatively inconsistent game for him, where, you know, he had a few moments where it was a bit like, oh. Yeah, he still he still was a standout. Such a standout. He got an assist. But you know he can goal. do better, yeah. I mean, the second, what, he should have had a goal, make it 3-1. I mean, he's dribbled Ridiculous, past, what, it? five players kept going How many times did we say, shoot now? And then he'd do a more bit more, space. but then he'd make more space yeah. for himself. Go on, shoot now. And then you take another man on. Yeah. Oh, okay, now shoot. And it's just, I think on another it's day, it goes last, in, yeah. Um, the last shot, he kind of was Some, a bit nonchalant about it. I guess it, really. so. Yeah, I guess so. But either uh, way, I mean, to have someone that's that creative and actually does it in a game, I mean, yeah, they're the top, players we need. Top, top. I know. Amazing, amazing uh, yeah, baller yeah. we've got there. And on such a bargain. You know, and you can see, like, he genuinely, well... On the surface, he absolutely looks like he loves the club. Yeah. And for me as a fan, you know, that's all you want to see. Yeah, yeah, you know, and sure. he's a player that we need to build and a team around. At the end of the game, he's a pro at time wasting. Oh yeah, he's an absolute it, pro at time wasting. Went yeah, down for a bit. Went goes down and makes sure he's on the make pitch. Make sure he's on the pitch. Then even at the end, you know, he's holding the ball in the corner. Yeah. Slow corners getting taken, free kicks, whatever. Yeah, we held it Just out. Just get us the win, mate. Yeah, exactly. I mean, one thing we definitely need to talk about is who the best performers are because, yeah, I feel like there's a lot to pick from, but there's definitely a few names you have to mention. 100%. Go on then, go through it. Okay, first of all, obviously, John Ruddy at the minute, I think, 
doesn't even need to be mentioned yeah, because he's been solid, solid the f- yeah. first two games. There's not much I can say. Just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, the the first player I probably want to talk about, particularly because it's the first game we actually watched him. Sanderson, you know, is going to be gold. We already know what he can do from last season. Austin Trusty, though, really impressed me. Massive, massively. You know, you're talking about a player who's just come into the league. You don't know how he's going to translate. His first, first bit of, of English, English football, football, really, yeah. Championship level. And, yeah, did not miss a beat, you know. We saw in the Luton mm. game, he's obviously athletic. He's able to sort of get up quickly and he's agile. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? We said, even when there's one or two times where a player's got him behind him, he's so quick. Yeah, he's, he's on you and he'll get you. Um, I genuinely think he played really well with the entire team in terms of being there, creating an option to pass. Um, yeah, don't think he slipped up at all. Other huge mention, obviously, Bakuna. Great game overall for him. The biggest one I want to talk about, though, Jordan James. Yeah, and I agree, man. And I agree. Because, again, you know Bakuna's expected yeah. to have standout performances. Yeah. But Jordan James, and if you read stuff online, and, you know, let's uh, one example, every game I'll always look Birmingham Man yeah. and see what ratings they give. I just think, were you watching the same game as me? I underestimated James massively. This lad, he was was brilliant in the middle. He was, again, you look at his frame and you think he's going to get bullied off the ball and that's always a worry I have. And I've got no reason to think that because he's proven himself again and again he doesn't get bullied off the ball. He's thrown his weight, he's pushing people out of the way. He brings the ball ball. down. He's got some great passes. What about the cross he gave in? I mean, even for and Bakuna nearly, goal, you know. Even for the second goal, Plachetta, he's taken it down. Tried I know, to tried to get off, the volley off. You know, but even little things like that shows the character he's got. And exactly. Let alone his performance the rest of the game. 100%. And I think, yeah, like we've got a crazy player on our hands there. To me. Considering he just gets better. Exactly. To me, he genuinely, I know it's only one game, but he genuinely looked like, we know last season he looked good, looked like a great little promising yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. This season, particularly in that game, if we're just going from that game, finished out. Well, not finished like article, but yeah, a, a solid championship player. Yeah, That's doesn't it. look out of place at, at all. all. Not at all. You don't even think about his age when no, I saw him he's playing. A, he's he's adding to yeah, the yeah, team sure, instead of sure. just. You know, it's very harsh to say, but you know. In reality, he came into the team because the team was so thin. Yeah. Whereas now, for me, he's one of the f- well for our next league game. Obviously, we've got Norwich tomorrow on Tuesday, but for our next league game, he's he's yeah, he's a hundred percent starter. Yeah, in the midfield. Yeah, I, I have was to, just very impressed. Yeah, very obviously impressed. we've spoke about the defense. Fantastic, Colin. Fantastic, the three back centre backs. Fantastic, Woods. Woods got some criticism against Luton. Yeah. People saying he was off the beat. I have to say, I th- I thought he was really really good yeah. against Huddersfield. Um, with Woods in particular, to kind of jump on the bandwagon when he does have a bad game, to to act like it's kind of a consistent thing. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you got to praise him for what he does well when he does it well. When he does it well, yeah. And I mean, he was running around, didn't you know? Really put in a shift again we saw his passing just that calm head and that was a massive positive for me because I know and I can imagine that will do wonders for him yeah 
uh, and his confidence. And I have to say, Scotty Hogan, Placetta as well was brilliant. But Scotty Hogan, we know how much of a confidence player he is. Him getting that goal was huge. It yeah. will be huge. And I mean, again, naming the whole team. I know, mate. But he was. It was fantastic. No, no, from everyone, everyone, everyone no one everyone put a bad game great. in. Yeah, yeah, no one. No one. And you know, Scotty Hogan getting that goal. It's gonna be massive for him. And it brings us perfectly into the point of his interview after the game. Yeah. A may. Well, I mean, quite insightful, really, into life under Bowyer and yeah. life under yeah. Eustace. Yeah. And it was also nice to see Hogan being so, um, what would you say? Candid. Like, candid for one, but also realistic because obviously the, the, the lad interviewing him is going, you know, oh, how did he it feel? And he's saying, you know, look, there's strikers out there that will score one goal in the first game of the season and won't score again. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. It's just great to get three points. And that, Again, I love that stuff. It's just you know, you you're not you're not getting carried away. No. You know what this means. He's a tried professional. He knows that you know he's got to put the hard work in to keep this momentum going. But yeah, it's yeah. a great start. Each game's a new game. Yeah. Let's talk about then uh, Hogan's interview and what he was saying. I mean, we mentioned before that we could see you know the formation and the position of the players obviously being drilled into mm. them and being a real forefront and a focus in Eustace's team and he basically relayed that didn't yeah, he yeah. he said he exactly the same thing it's drilled into him yeah and he knows what's expected of him exactly I mean, he, a first kind of I would say kind of controversial point is um, and there are a few moments he kind of threw it back to last season this was a particular point where he brought up obviously the shape and what Bowyer had him playing like which he said was he felt like he had to track back more and obviously lose that attacking position where he could poach a goal, which is his strength. Under Eustace, he feels like he's more flexible and able to be in those goal-scoring positions. And, I mean, if that is true, you're going from this game alone, let's hope he bags some goals. Let's yeah, hope he bags let's get, some him, goals. get him back to his yeah. best. I mean, he seemed a lot happier with what yeah. Eustace expects of him. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I mean, just going from that game, he was in dangerous positions and he was chasing the ball down. Exactly. For me, it is that work off the ball as well that is going to put... It's not him in good stead, it's the whole team. Because you saw, we suffocated them. Mm. And Hogan's running really did that. at the You know, the back end of their team. So, it's huge. But yeah, like you said, he was very insightful because he's basically saying, yeah, like, for me to... Well, he did. For me to score goals last season, I had to go against what yeah. was being told and just do what my instincts and what I would do. Whereas, you know, like you said here, he knows and... And he even said Eustace doesn't even want him tracking back. He wants yeah. him staying up top. Because that is the player that Scotty Hogan is. He is a goal-scoring poacher. Um, so yeah, long may this continue, exactly. and that performance against Huddersfield. Please, can we see it again? Mm. You know, we've got Cardiff in the next home, uh, not home game in the next league fixture. Obviously, we've got Norwich tomorrow. We're recording this on Monday, so Norwich tomorrow in the Carling Cup. Yeah, so again, start off the season two tough fixtures, but we've got four points out of them, and it doesn't get any easier now. So let's see. And it's going to be a real test, I think, you know, against Norwich on Tuesday. I don't care about 
that's the reality. I don't really care about. I'm just looking to the league this season because we just need to have a good season. Mm. But it's going to be another tough, tough game. They're a top team. Come down from the Prem. Look at the players they've got. Look at the players they've kept. I, I said this literally to you yesterday. How have they managed to keep like Max Aaron's mm. the goal scorer last week or Luke last game for Cantwell. them? Cantwell. We saw how well Cantwell did for Bournemouth last season. And now well, he's just going to replicate it at Norwich. Pookie at this level is lights out. It's going to be a tough one. But again, it's a great time to be playing them, really. They lost the first game of the season against Cardiff. And then they drew just last week to Newcomers Wigan. So could we, you know, steamroll them? Let's see. For me, I don't even know what the starting lineup's going to be. Is Eustace going to go with... Um, you know, our strongest eleven, or is he going to give it and see it as a cup game? You know, quote unquote know, a cup I game mean, and I'm, put I'm a weaker side that, out. I'm not that bothered. I'm not bothered either. I just want the league to keep going the way it is, but it is important to keep momentum going. So, I've got no idea what that team selection is going to be tomorrow. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. I do think we'll see maybe one or two fringe players coming in. Mm-hmm. But I, I can imagine we'll probably put a fairly strong side out. But yeah, the main main focus for me is that Cardiff game on the weekend. And yeah, can we get another result? Can we get points out of that game? What do you reckon? What do you reckon to Norwich then tomorrow? I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm honestly not that fussed, to be fair. I, I think we will play. A relatively weaker team, not the starting eleven, which is sensible. Saying that, I think given our depth, any team we put out is going to include a fair number of starters or a decently strong team. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, I genuinely don't care if we win or lose. Um, all I'm focused on is a league and making sure we don't get relegated. Yeah, pushing up as much as we can because. I want Blues to turn it round, and the only thing that's going to do it is making ourselves more attractive to players. So yeah, yeah, yeah. My literal focus is get to mid table ASAP. Any season, please, let's get to mid table. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I guess in terms of Cardiff, then yeah, give Cardiff. us a give us a prediction. Give us a prediction tomorrow. Again, we're kind of going okay. in blind because we don't know Norwich. what team's going to look like, what Eustace priorities yeah. are really when yeah. it comes to the cup, but. If yeah, you had to Norwich, say Norwich, I think will be a loss, one nil, two nil loss. Um, Cardiff back to the league. I'm I'm quite confident for that. I am. I'm hoping that you know as long as we show up like we have done against Huddersfield, I think we can grab points there. I'm, I'm gonna go with you know as long as the players play like they can and we're producing chances, we look like we can genuinely score. I'm going to say 2-0 Blues. I'm going with you on a win against Cardiff. They they uh, Obviously, they beat Norwich first game of the season, 1-0. Their last game, they lost away to Reading. If we can poor replicate result. the performance... Yeah, if we can replicate the performance, mate, a poor result. If we can replicate the performance we put in against Huddersfield and, dare I say, even build on it, walk over Cardiff, in my yeah. opinion, because I genuinely think we would look that good. Yeah, and if we can come back to St Andrews against Watford with those three I know, results, yeah. you know, it just takes the pressure, takes off. pressure off. It, 
it's going to make those lads walk into that game genuinely believing, yeah, we've yeah, we got can do this. Something. We've got this. You know, the expectation then is a draws massive against what? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think in the league, I'm confident. Hopefully that we get a point. How can you go confident? Hopefully, anyway, mm. I'm 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 saying we're going to get a win against Cardiff, Norwich tomorrow. If I had to have a guess, hazard a guess, I'd say potentially it could be a loss. But I'm completely going in blind because I don't know what we're going to be doing. I don't know mm. what the team's going to look like. don't know who's going to be playing. don't know what formation we're going to be playing. don't know anything. But that's the wonder of the cup, in it? So, yeah, let's see how the boys do tomorrow. 7.45 kickoff Tuesday away to Norwich in the Carling Cup. Let's see. And again, on the weekend against Cardiff, that's the big one. Mm. So make sure you come back same time next week. There's no more holidays booked as of yet, so we're not going anywhere. The consistency. You're stuck with us, right? Back. Exactly. We're back. Start of the season. We're excited. The energy is up, sky high. Let's enjoy this. The weather's good. I hope all the blue noses listening to this are enjoying. What is two great games, two great results, and onwards and upwards. If you do not follow us on our social medias, what are you doing? Check us out on Instagram at the Tilton Two. Yep, Twitter, Facebook at the Tilton Two. And again, have to plug the YouTube channel. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Already got content up there, but new content will be coming imminently. Very soon. Imminently. And as we started a new season, just a huge thank you to everyone who listens to our podcast has even made it to this point in the episode I say it all the time it means the absolute world to us we're here for another season so yeah check us out on socials again get in contact with us we absolutely love it and yeah onwards and upwards on to Cardiff tomorrow and oh my god it was going so well oh, going so bloody so well I know on to Norwich away tomorrow in the Carling Cup and then Cardiff on the weekend. Let's hope for another big week and potentially let's see some new, more, some more blues news. Let's get some new speculation, maybe even a player in, maybe a player out. But we'll bring you all that next week. Until then, keep, keep right on. on.